What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Did you know we love podcasts with mythical monsters, heroes, and gods? One of our favorites is Live from Mount Olympus, an adventure podcast for tweens and families of all ages. The new season tells a story of war, fate, friendship, betrayal, a heist, and a titan who played with fire. You don't want to miss the myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus, wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens played the clock in Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off with a write-in question from a listener named Edison. Edison asks, what if magic didn't exist, and Fred the Dog, Abacus P. Grumbler, and Alabaster Zero save the day? Thank you, Edison. That sounds like a grand adventure. Oh, and thanks to Enda and all of our other listeners who had very similar questions about magic being lost. Now we've got one patron question to add on from June. Uh, hi, my name is June, and I love you. And and um, my short my my question question is: What if there was three people, and whenever a queen of frogs looked at them, they would turn to frogs. All right, thank you, June, and thanks to June's sister, Susanna. Now let me do our shout-out of the week. Oh, hey, Abacus. Are you sure you've got time? You're supposed to be in this story. Oh, no, it's easy. I can travel between dimensions at will. Uh, cool. As long as you're using magic safely. Oh, Hufflepuff. Of course I am. If you say so. Nina loves ice cream, her mom and dad, and her little brother Huxley. Thank you, Nina. And now let's find out what if there were three people and whenever the Queen of Frogs looked at them, they'd turn into frogs? And what if magic didn't exist? Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much more in the hundreds of episodes of The Past and the Curious. 
you know, quite often people will say to me, Mick, my kid loves your show. But you know what? I love your show too. And that's what it's all about. Bringing grown-ups and kids together to learn and laugh while they discover new stories about underwear saving people's lives, the origin of the swimsuit, or figures like inventor Garrett Morgan, astronomer Mariah Mitchell, or spy and baseball player Mo Berg. So if you want to get hip to the show, you can find The Past and the Curious in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Fred the dog and Alabaster Zero were meeting up in the swamp. Yeah, Fred, do you know why we're meeting in the swamp? Said Alabaster Zero. What if world's self-proclaimed greatest detective? I thought this was your idea, said Fred the dog. He had trouble pronouncing some words because he was a pug with a tongue way too long for his mouth. I thought this was your idea. No way. This swamp is more vines than sticks. Not my style. Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> hey, uh, my New Year's resolution is to uh, drive less. Oh, that's a good one. There's so much traffic these Did days. Did someone say magic? An abacus appeared through a portal in the middle of the swamp. No, uh, Fred said traffic. Is that what you heard? Oh, uh, probably. It's so hard to hear from a parallel dimension full of frogs. Riveting all of the time. You just visited the frog dimension? What was it like? I don't know. Loud. <laughs> Froggy. Didn't you just like hidden behind a tree? Didn't I have just hidden behind a tree? Of course I could have. But my New Year's resolution is to use magic more often. Ooh, well, good thing my New Year's resolution is to be less judgmental of other people's resolutions. Or else I'd say that's a pretty bad idea. Oh, you sound just like the Queen of Frogs. You've got to stop using magic so irresponsibly. Interdimensional travel isn't a toy croak. Uh, who's the Queen of Frogs? Asked Alabaster. Oh, just this major bummer from the frog dimension. Uh, anyway, who wants to see me conjure a volcano from a lava planet? Uh, sure, I guess. I could go for some lava. And a murky green pond next to them started to bubble and steam from the center. When a tiny frog jumped through a tiny portal wearing a regal cape and crown. Abacus P. Grumpler, you must cease your irresponsible use of magic. What's that? I can't hear you over the sound of this volcano I'm conjuring in the middle of this pond. I said stop your magic or you and your friends will be punished. Whoa, 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 wait. I'm just trying not to be judgmental. And I'm just trying to save myself a drive to this lava planet. You're letting your friend put a volcano in the middle of a beautiful, diverse swamp. How would you feel if someone dropped a flaming mountain on your house? Um, pretty flat, I guess. Hey, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Very droll. And the three boys started high-fiving each other as the pond started bubbling even more violently. That's it, said the Queen of Frogs, fixing them with a bug-eyed stare. 
that only the most regal of frog kind had mastered. And Abacus, Fred, and Alabaster started turning into frogs themselves. If you cannot respect the way of the frog, then you shall live as us on a log until the day that... How dare you transform me? Now I'm going to have to turn the whole world in the opposite direction in order to turn back time so that we'll be back to normal. No way that could work. Well, we won't know until we try. Sorry, can I finish my curse? Ooh, ooh, ooh. if we're traveling back in time, can we go back to the third grade so I can convince myself not to get that haircut? I don't see why not. Oh, and we should probably stop off with some prehistoric oranges. You know, it's flu season and you, you need that vitamin C boost. Oh, indubitably. That's it. The three of you do not deserve a world with magic. You cannot cast responsibly. So magicless frogs you will be. Until the day- Wait, you can't use magic to get rid of magic. It's absurd. Please stop interrupting my curse. It's I mean, if spinning the world backwards can change time, I guess magic can get rid of magic. I don't know about that, Alabaster. You know what? Fine. I was going to tell you how to end the Caribbean curse. But I guess you don't care. So, good luck. And the Queen of Frogs disappeared, leaving Alabaster as an old warty frog with a pointy hat, and Fred as a stinky black and white frog with an even bigger tongue than usual, and Alabaster as a grizzled stubbly frog with a pair of extra dark sunglasses. Oh, Ribbit. This croaks. Yeah, I'm not exactly jumping for joy either. Let's just hop out of this swamp. And the three frogs started hopping away. But before they could get very far... What manner of beast is that? It's just our stomachs. You've never been alone on the street like me. Oh, I forgot you, you used to be a stray dog. Well, so how do we survive? Fellas, we gotta do what frogs do. And eat some bugs. Oh, just make sure you don't eat any talking bugs, okay? But it seemed the highest concentration of bugs was back by the pond they just left. So back they hopped, hungry as could be, until they filled their froggy gullets with a small swarm of bugs. Ooh, I really miss my car right now. Traffic or no. Yeah, and I sort of wish I'd spoken up when I thought this magic was a bad idea. And I've realized that living without magic or machines is very difficult. So we should appreciate what we have. Uh, I said, so we should appreciate what we have. Why are you just calling out to the swamp like that? Uh, we just ate all the bugs. Uh, I don't know who would be listening. I'm, I'm showing that we learned our lesson, and that should break the curse. Yes, I can feel myself changing. <laughs> okay, no, that was just a burp. <clears throat> yeah, I think we should find some shelter for the night. Maybe we'll solve this curse mystery tomorrow. And the three of them huddled together that night under a little stone outcropping, looking out for owls and snakes and any other predators that might make a meal out of them. Ribbit, 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 ribbit. Mm, yummy bug. 
The next morning, Abacus leapt out of bed. And with morning's light, they were exactly the same. But I, I don't get it. We learned our lesson. Yeah, but the Queen of Frogs made there be no magic. I don't see your point. Well, in a world without magic, learning your lesson might not magically set everything back to normal. <laughs> ridiculous. No, Abacus. Unridiculous. <gasps> Unridiculous. And as they leapt out from their little stone shelter, their stomachs grumbling, their long tongues ready to eat some bugs, they peered through a haze of steam. Shh. To see... Oh dear. Abacus, is that your volcano? I thought we stopped that spell. Well, I guess I already halfway cast it. And indeed, as the haze cleared, they realized that the entire pond had dried up around one fiery little volcano that seemed to be bubbling and trickling lava that slowly burned and sizzled its way through the damp swamp. Oh, great. You scared away all the bugs, Abacus. Oh, great. Oh, now I see. We've just got to save the day. Excuse me. Yes, it was the other part of the what-if question, don't you remember? The what-if what? Oh, oh no, um, Professor Grumbler. A what? Alabaster doesn't know about the whole what-if question thing. I know about what-if questions. <laughs> I just don't know what you guys are talking about. You don't think we can tell him? I, I think it would break his brain to know that this is an imaginary world and that the questions that kids ask affect the world around us and we really have very little control over what we say and do. Ah, what are you talking about? I should have whispered that. I'm fiction? <laughs> uh, okay, okay, so now we can save the day by um unbreaking Alabaster's brain. Oh, I don't know if we have time for that. Look and the bubbling of the little volcano was starting to speed up into an all-out eruption. Oh, how are we going to help our friend and save the swamp? And also not get lavered. And also not get lavered when we're stuck as frogs without magic. I mean, does it really matter? Come on, Detective Zero, we need your help. No, you just need a kid to ask a what-if question. It doesn't matter what I do. <laughs> That's it, cried Apicus. Even as the heat of the lava caused the whole swamp to smoke and smolder. <laughs> Even when you feel like you have no control. You can still choose what you do. Oh, that's gotta be the lesson. You're right, Abacus. <laughs> and I choose to cower here in fear and wait for some kid's what-if question to save me. Ribbit. Oh, we're gonna croak. Ribbit. And so our three would-be heroes waited for your question to help save the day. The end. For now. All right, Edison and June, I hope you enjoyed your story. Folks at home, I know that was a bit of a cliffhanger. So call, email, tweet, Facebook, get your questions to us whatever way you can, as soon as possible. And let's see if we can save our what-if characters. 
you can subscribe to What If World on the Himalaya app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. This episode was part of the Kids Listen New Year's Sweeps, and three of my friends also made wonderful New Year's-themed episodes. You can check out Story Spectacular, a high-energy storytelling show full of original music and stories, or April 8 for even more original songs and stories with a really calm and relaxing tone. And finally, the Good Words Podcast, educational for all ages. It even helps me reinforce my vocabulary. And of course, you can check out kidslisten.org if you want to find out more about high-quality audio for kids. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know that even without magic, you are capable of amazing things. Until we meet again, keep wondering. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts, search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.